This is Radar. I knew from the moment my hazel eyes met with your ivy green that I was in trouble. Your smile confirmed it. The first time I felt a spark was when my hand met with yours. A warmth filled, filled my body and electrified all of my senses. It took me a week to memorize the pitch of your voice and the roar of your laughter. After a month, I knew your footsteps by heart and could without a fault guess when it was you at my door. Years have passed, but I could still pick you out of a crowd of millions. It wouldn't take much effort. I've done it before. Like the time when we went to a concert separately. I walked into the arena, looked up into the stands, and there you were. You're like a needle in a haystack, except for the fact that you'd be the easiest needle to find. I'd spot you instantly. It's almost as if my heart acts as a radar for the coordinates of your location. Beep, 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 beep. There you are, standing tall, ever so confident, ever so unaware of your handsomeness, fully oblivious to the power you hold. Another episode of Kill the Poet. Young Toledo, we got Kokai over here and our good friend Priscilla. Um, we just listened to your poem, Radar, by Priscilla. Um, my first question Are you into like Navy stuff? What, 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 um, what inspired the idea for the name of the radar? Was it connected to the heartbeat? Yes. Was it like the... Got it, got it. Yeah, not Navy related. <laughs> <laughs> not Navy, Navy related at all. It's more of just like kind of like your heart acting as a radar of sorts of just like you have this deep connection with another person mm -hmm. and it acts as almost like a pole, like a magnetic pole towards that person, mm -hmm. um, where acts like a radar would in the Navy, I guess, yeah. uh, like the technical version of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like your heart acts as like a magnetic pole to that person. Mm. And that's kind of cool. It's thinking about, um, you know, your heart beating and singing out a sound and getting a reverberation back, you know, is that not vibes? <laughs> yeah, P, the peakest, you know. Um, but no, that's that's cool. So, how long have you been writing? I mean, I guess I could say I've been writing since I was a kid. I that's kind of how I started, just journaling. That's mm. writing has always just been a therapeutic outlet for me. As yeah. uh, in, at a very young age, like I used to have the diaries that had the lock, where like uh, nobody else could. Mm -hmm get into them type of thing. And I just never knew that what I was writing was something more than just like my thoughts and my feelings mm -hmm. until somebody once read a random note that I had in my, on my phone, like in the notes app. Mm -hmm. And that's how, um, I knew that my writing was more than just like my thoughts and my feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it kind of just went from there and what, how, like the, the core of it is still like a therapeutic outlet, yeah. but it has become more of a creative outlet a little bit, but still with like, it's like the best ones come from when I'm feeling a sort of way. Right. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, 
and honestly, I, I feel like when uh, you're using something as therapy and it comes out as a creative, it's the most genuine form of you know what you could possibly what you could possibly put out, you know, and everything like that. Um, yeah. Who were some of the? Uh, <laughs> this is so funny. Who were some of the first um, people to give you uh, kind of like a positive feedback or positive like reinforcement when you were writing to get you like keep keep pushing it? Or like, who were the first people that you shared it with? I guess. Yeah, uh, the first person I think I ever shared anything with. Her name is Marlene, and she um, would go to our open mic nights at on campus and. I loved her writing and I told her so, and we kind of just like, uh, created a bond over that. And, um, we were sitting like, if anyone's familiar with the Long Beach state campus, we were sitting, um, at the tables on like where the main um, building is. So like the outdoor tables that they have by like the police, um, the building. Yeah. The yeah. union, mm-hmm. I don't know, the USU. Um, and I had found a random note in my, cause I tend to like just write in my notes app whenever I just like quickly need to get mm-hmm. thoughts out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to show it to her just cause she'd had been asking me. She was like, you should write, you should write. Like you should also come to open mic night or whatever. And I would just would always dismiss it, but I shared it with her and she was like, that's spoken word. <laughs> I was like, no, it's not. What what made you want to like share it? I think deep down, I kind of was hoping that it was more like on a like not conscious level. Like I think deep down, I was like, like I've I've always loved writing and creative writing was always my best subject in school. Mm -hmm. So I think like deep down, I was like, oh, I wonder if like I have like a knack for that too. And then Mm -hmm. I got positive like a positive response from her, Mm -hmm. and then. I did read something at open mic night and then I had another poet who her name's Jaira Dang. She is fantastic. She's a poet. Like I could never call myself a poet, but she's a poet. Oh my God. She's incredible. Um, and she and I started writing and together and she would give me feedback and, um, she was probably the next person. And then I have a close friend who I share stuff with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's super awesome. And you know, it, it's really cool when, you know, you, you got a little potted plant and it, inside of yourself and just gets watered, you know? <laughs> and I mean, I remember, I mean, just a little bit before this, like, you know, how, like, you know, like self-conscious you were about, you know, how. Still like, am. <laughs> and, and, and hey, and that's, I, it'd be like that, you know, but it. I just, I know I, I got to say, like, it was, it was really, really, it was really fire, you know, and. You know, all you people out there, you know, you got it. It's fire. Trust me. I believe me. It's fire. Just, just try it. Just try it. You know, <laughs> you know, um, but okay. So at this point, right, you, you've done like open mics and um, you've performed some, like some poems. A few times, like. Less than five times, yeah. but I've done it. And it's just a thing that you you just, it's not like a, a thing that you would see like doing, going anywhere. It's just like, you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think I do it just because like I try to push myself to go out of my comfort zone and doing things like that pushes me out of my comfort zone. I have been like, friends have been like, 
God bless them. They're way so supportive. And they're like, you should put this in a book someday. Like, you know how people right. do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have their little <laughs> poetry books. Yeah, yeah. People be doing that. People be doing that. <laughs> um, hey, lessons on repeat by our voyage. That do Jay. Anyway. Um, yeah, I've had friends be super supportive and loving and suggest me doing that one day. But don't think I'll ever do that. Yeah. But, hey, I don't know. Maybe a few years from now, maybe I will. Yeah. I mean, hey, like, you know. You start accumulating things, it just things yeah. start to happen, you know. Dark skies and city lights. When thoughts get too heavy, she grabs her keys and heads to the canyon. The canyon has endless winding roads that lead to the top of the world. From up above, the city lights are far away enough that the stars are brave enough to shine. On top of the world, the lights glimmer in the distance, a reminder of the souls she's run away from. The only companion on these drives are the songs she knows by heart and the darkness of the canyon that beckons her. She sings to forget the time she feels invisible and her voice feels like it's drowned out by all of the noise. The songs her heart knows so deeply bring her such comfort that they help her forget the desire for the warm arms of another and the buried loneliness she keeps hidden within a safe in her soul. She sings to drown out the voices that tell her she's just an extra piece of the puzzle, present and eager to fit in, but nonetheless dispensable. And by singing, I really mean screaming, because let's be real, there's only one way to experience the lyrical masterpiece that is Taylor Swift's All Too Well, the 10 minute version. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your second poem. Like what inspired that? Yeah, that one, Dark Skies and City Lights. I, that was during COVID, like the peak of COVID and I tend to have, I mean, to get real deep, I, t I have a tendency to really go into myself and like mm. kind of push people away. And like when I'm really going through something, like if I'm really going through something, I have to like go deep within myself. Mm -hmm. And I was going through one of those moments and, um, yeah, I like doing that to yourself usually isn't the healthiest cause it does make you isolated and feel lonely and away from the people that, you know, love you mm -hmm. and stuff. So that poem is just kind of describes what I go through. And I mean, that drive that the person, me in the poem is going on is the drive that I do. I go through just back home. Like I just know the streets, like the back of my hand and I know which streets I can go on and drive for forever without, you know, any street lights and, um, there's something really therapeutic about listening to songs that you know by heart. So that's part of it too. That's part that's in the poem. And it, it just feels comforting to like, kind of like watching a movie that you've seen a million times, yeah, you know, yeah. all the lines. It's yeah. really, it's, it's like psychologists have done studies on it. It does. It has been tested like, like, that it's a comforting. That's why yeah. we do it because it's comforting right. for us Those to do it. That you shout at the top of your lungs. Yeah, yes. it's a comfort. So <laughs> you're tapped in. Yeah, yeah. So that one's about yeah. Just when I was going through a moment, yeah. I guess. No, yeah, mm -hmm. no, and that and that poem, I guess, or writing it, kind of got you out of the moment, or did you kind of, you know, talk us through how you get out of those moments too a little bit? Yeah. It. I think one night I tend to write all the best ones like really late at night. Mm -hmm. I think when I like can't sleep and it's just like, I'm really <laughs> too many feelings. Yeah. Uh, and that one, I just was like, I got to put these things down. And I did. And mm -hmm. I had just started therapy when I was writing that 
that. And she's always like been really supportive of like whenever I've shared things with her and stuff. Yeah. Cause again, like what I write comes down to like, you know, things I'm going through and therapy and yeah. it's just therapeutic. Um, Shout out to my therapist. Like, this is like just, this is just like, yeah, man, this is about my therapist. Um, but yeah, it helped a lot to put that into words. And then especially once I shared it with her and then we unpacked everything that I had written, like it was definitely like, it helped me get out of that, um, deep hole that I was in. So, so when you, so when you first wrote it, uh-huh. it was completing everything it felt good, but you weren't a hundred percent out of that hole. It wasn't until after you presented it and, and, and like went through the lines and everything. That's when I think it was a process for sure. Mm-hmm. I think it, you know, it's kind of like healing it goes, is a process, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. you first, you get like, you get the, the, I don't know, the scar, not the scar. It doesn't scar for a while, but like you get like the initial injury. Right. And then like a few weeks later you get the scar and, and then it's like bruised up for a bit and stuff like that. That's kind of what that journey was for me where, um, I was really going through it. And then I was like, I need to put this into paper that helps me feel better. Yeah. Then I shared it. We unpacked it in, in therapy and then I felt really proud of what I had written. And I was like, okay, well this led me to this. Mm-hmm. And I actually forgot the initial question you asked me. But no, 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 no. <laughs> no, but like it's, it's the, the yeah. process. So it's like initially, you know, you, you got that, you know, that tissue, yeah. the scar tissue and everything like that. You wrote it mm-hmm. and then you presented it to the therapist. Yeah. You went through it and then, you know, the, yeah, you know, and then that, I think in the process, I was like, I, you know, it was coming out of that. And now I can look back and be like, I'm so much stronger than I was when I first had to write that because I was going through it. Mm-hmm. And now I can share it with people because I've come out of that. What's really cool about, you know, writing, especially like from, from your heart and just dealing with stuff like that, it, it gets to be a, sna- a snapshot of a time that, you know, you're at, and then you get to see, how far you've come, like, you know, you know, it's, it's your journey's like, dang, I was, I was really going through it. <laughs> kind of crazy back then, but now I'm cool. <laughs> Ish or cooler. You know? Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you know, the, those that think they're a hundred percent complete, you know, you're in for a rude awakening, honey, you know, it's always good to work on ourselves. <laughs> yeah. All right. So with that, that's been another episode of Kill the Poet. We got Priscilla. Give, give me your ads. It's just my name. It's yeah. just, I guess, P-R-I-S-C-I-L-A-A-A. So there's three A's at the end. Yeah. We got, we got. Yo, Kolokai. Uh, Kolokai backwards everywhere. It's me, at Young Toledo. Check us out at Kill the Poet. That's it. Thank you Woo! for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That, was, that was a beautiful interview. That, that was great. That was, you that guys was are great. very complimentary. Awesome. I feel like you're like this with all your guests, but I'll yeah. take it. <laughs>